welcome to the first official podcast of the Scribes Journal. I am the Scribe of Worlds, and I am joined today by my good friend and fellow writing aficionado, <laughs> the Violet Author. Hi. Who is a fellow writer, reader, lover of all things nerd. Yes. This is true. <laughs> um, and today we are talking about uh, the story's origins. So where do stories come from? How do you get started? Then we'll go from there. And why are we focusing on this topic today, Scribe? Yeah, so the challenge for this week is called Just Write, as in get out the computer, get out the pencil, get out the paper, and just put words on a paper. But it's hard to get that started, so where where do you start? Um, so in your writing process, Vi, tell me about it. Like, what do you start with, would you say? So it depends on the situation. Uh, a lot of times I draw a lot of inspiration from mundane things, from things that spark my fancy, if you will. But if I'm not feeling that immediate spark of creativity, one of my favorite writing exercises to do, something that you've seen before, is I'll write down five things that kind of have to do with each other. So I'll give myself a vague topic, like five things you might see in a library that would cause you to think there's an adventure going on, or something crazy mm -hmm. like that. And then I will force myself to write one to three sentences, like a prompt of some sort. And after I've written all those down, I pick the one that picks my fancy. And that allows me to kind of take what I came up with in the moment and follow it along from there. Because oftentimes, like a waterfall, it all starts with a trip. And that is that is how I start at times. <laughs> it all starts with a trip. I like that. Mm -hmm. I usually go with the, uh, it all starts with a spark, but I think that's more telling of my personality as yes. a pyromaniac than... <laughs> uh, you know, anything else. What caused you to want to write? And I'll let you answer while I try and figure out the answer myself. But what was it that started your interest and now love of writing? Oh, boy. Um, I've been writing since I could write. I've always been a very creative individual. Growing up homeschooled. It, it's, represent? Yes, represent <laughs> on that field. There's not that much to do sometimes, and so you kind of have to make your own fun. And when my mom gave me a laptop that was old and not connected to the internet, but had Word on it, I, I found my love of writing through just taking the people that I had already made in my head to play with by myself out in mm -hmm. my yard and yep. putting them to paper. So for me, it was an outlet, really, of what was already going on inside of my head. I completely agree. I think the first story I ever wrote was a murder mystery. Ooh. And it is uh, very memorable because there is a long section of just dashes. Because my mom at one point told me you could show an action repeating if you just use dashes. And I said, this guy's running for a very long time. And so I put in at least three lines of just dash. Wow. Dash, 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 dash. It was not a bestseller. I think I printed one copy and gave it to my brother, and I, I recently found it, cringed, and then we... stuffed it into a... No, no, no. You need to bring it up, I have no... and we need to read There's a section of it. not a chance. <laughs> read a section of it. The entire thing would take probably about a minute and a half. Really? And the killer was revealed in the character introductions, so note to writers, don't do that. <laughs> well, it's like those books that the title is like a spoiler. Like, they both die in the end, yeah. I think, is a very popular book, <laughs> which is true. They do both they die do in both the die end. So, hey, maybe it's a creative choice. Um, you know, we can go with that, but I will give advice to younger me and tell you, don't do that. So if you're listening <laughs> to this via time travel, I've got some questions. My first story that I wrote was a superhero story. 
um, about a group of kids that go to a superhero school. I know this is quite original. Very. Um, and their school gets destroyed, and the three of them have to go out and... I actually never got to the point... I wrote 90 pages of this book. Wow. In 11 font onward... It was a lot. Single single space. Single space. And wow. you know how double spacing worked. I wrote 90 <laughs> pages of it. And I never actually had a reason for where they were going. I just had hmm. them going from place to place. So, note to future writers, have a reason. Because my 90 pages of Drabble are probably unreadable. And there's a reason why that laptop will never be booted up again. <laughs> so, talk to me a little bit more about the reason, though. Because I, I think sometimes you can just write and not have a reason. Mm-hmm. When is there a time for that? And when is there not a time for that? It's, it's dangerous sometimes to write without a reason because it makes you lazy mm. in your writing. If you don't have a reason, then you're not checking for plot holes. You're not checking in for characters. However, it's not always a bad thing, especially if you're going through a, a writer's block moment. It can be very helpful yeah. to get the inspiration going to just make someone and have them do something until you feel like they should be doing something else. A lot of the documents on Google Docs, which has so many one-page or one-paragraph things that yep. we'll never return to yep. are characters that have been thrust into the scene, and I have not given a reason as to why they are here, and I have not given a reason as to how they could get here, but they are here, and they are moving through that. And even when you have a scene that starts off with no purpose, it can turn into a purposeful scene. Uh, I right. wrote a, right. I wrote a small story based off of a song that I liked, uh, Underground by Cody Fry. Mm-hmm. And now that has created itself a whole world in my head, and now I hope to someday write a script for a TV <laughs> show, which could not happen at this point because I haven't even written a book. But... Right, right. I think uh, it's just kind of funny that you say you have to have a reason when the entire point of the challenge this week is to just write and not necessarily put a reason on it. But I, I, that's a good point. At some point, there has to be a reason to your writing, or it's just madness. And as much fun as madness probably is there's not a whole lot you can do with that as much fun as it is to write it is not always fun to read yes you may be having fun writing your madness but that doesn't mean that readers in the future will be able to follow or understand and readers in the future might include you right (laughs) that's the clincher for me Mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many times i've gone back to read something and i'm just where where were you going with this what are you (laughs) doing and the answer is nothing right so I've said why I started writing as a creative outlet. For you, it was similar? Yeah, yeah. For me, I have always loved telling stories. Like you said, when I was younger, that was mostly playing out the worlds that I read outside. So like I remember playing Redwall. So Redwall was a huge, huge book series for me growing up. And I'd pretend to be a squirrel out fighting the hordes of rats or whatever. Um, it got to the point where I would come inside and my dad would say, so what bad guys did you defend the farm from today? And I would be like, dad, there's no such thing. They're just imaginary. Okay. And then kind of awkwardly go up to my room because I don't know how to have those kinds of conversations. Now I have those conversations. I write about them mostly. But yeah, same sort of thing where I had all of these ideas in my brain and I realized later that a lot of those people that I came in contact, so to speak, the characters that I, I created and played with are now characters in my story and some of them have kind of grown and developed from there i think another thing was writing the stories i've always wanted to read and writing the stories in some ways that have already been written they're just not recorded yet that that's kind of how i feel about some of the stuff i write it's like i'm writing a story that has already happened but the details of it aren't quite sure aren't quite set and i'm just discovering what happened 
And that's that's where I, I took my moniker from, the scribe of worlds, kind of recording of the events that I see and I find not so much creating, though there is a lot of creating that goes on, obviously. Uh, but I think that's where it started, this desire of, one, writing about the stories that I'd already acted out, writing the stories that I want to read, and writing the stories that I find. Yeah, I had a fascinating conversation with my mom a few days ago about worlds that she had been writing in her head for a long time, like these cop murder mystery shows, mm. these subplots. And as we were driving actually back from your house discussing these plots, I was able to show her that, hey, did you know these connect? Did you know that like there's a really easy way to connect all of these? So on a similar train of line of you being like, sometimes the details and how they connect aren't that easy. What do you find is the best way for you to find those elements, those details, those plot holes that you can fit. <laughs> uh, I lay awake at night and stare at the ceiling <laughs> um, and then sit bolt upright. And I'm like, <gasps> I have an idea. And your um, wife goes, what? Go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that too much anymore now that I'm married because, you know, waking up the wife is not a great thing. Not because no. she reacts badly, just because now I have to explain. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about something. Go back to sleep. She's like, well, what are you thinking about? Because she generally wants to know my thoughts. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, I, I, it's, do you have time to read 30 books worth of information? No. Okay. Just go back to sleep and I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a lot of in my downtime, um, when I'm driving, I took a road trip for my honeymoon. And if my wife was reading a book or sleeping or like listening to music or whatever, I would just kind of be staring at the road and my, my brain would be thinking through characters, thinking through plots, thinking through details, and I'd start making these connections. Just recently, we were going somewhere, I don't remember where, and I had an idea for how to connect this character I had created called the Pigeon Man to a, a set of stories that I needed to write, and inserting him as a character in it just brought everything really neatly together. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a lot of a lot of my downtime. I think there's a there's a part of being bored that we don't use anymore because we're constantly simulated and it's in those moments of boredom when I'm walking without music or when I'm driving and there's just music on in the background and I'm trying not to hit the car in front of me <laughs> that I find a lot of my moments of connection. In a similar vein, when do you find your inspiration to write? Oh, I mean, like I said in the beginning, it's, it's all very sporadic. It's really strange things that catch my fancy that if I wasn't the creative person I was would probably just roll off of my back. But I encourage you, dear listener, to pay attention to the odd things around you mm. as they can be very interesting fodder for fascinating stories. Or the police will call you and ask you, where were you on such and such a date? And you'll remember the odd thing. Um, but on the hopes that your odd thing does not turn into a murder, I, even just the little, littlest of things, which is not a word at all. Like, I think it is. It is? I think littlest is a word. Littlest? Yeah. I would hope so. Because I think it's, it rolls off the tongue. It, in a I don't think it's word. most little. Little, little. I'm pretty sure it's the littlest. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, something, not recently, but that brings to mind is when I was driving around with one of my very good friends, and it was Christmas Eve, and we were driving from her house to my house to celebrate, and I noticed that the Burger King was shut down just because mm. it was Christmas Eve. And I don't think I'd ever seen that Burger King not with its lights on to some extent. This is the first time I'd see it completely dark. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's super creepy. What would it be like to go through that drive-thru right now? We did not go through that drive-thru uh. because my friend has a brain in her head. But from that, I birthed <laughs> the universe 
of old gods that used to be in charge of this world, but that had to assimilate and had to become common things in order to continue feeding. And sure. it, it sounds ridiculous, and it probably is, but it was my creative munchies in my head for sure. the next, sure. like, three months because I saw something odd, and my brain went, I want to do something with sure. that. Sure. And so I think that's where the biggest biggest pieces come from. Notice the odd things. Or even not the odd things, because remember that photo shoot that you and I were at mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Of all of us in. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna bring that up actually. <laughs> all but. of us in our time traveler affair. Yep. Period authentic. Period authentic clothing choices. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you want to get into that a little bit? Talk about the creation of Out of Time. Um, out of time is my biggest baby right now. And I say that because I have a lot of babies. Uh, <laughs> but out of time is my novella. It is a murder mystery piece that I hope to have written and published within the next few years. It's halfway done right now, which is the farthest I've ever gotten on a project. And it is completely planned out, which is a first. As a beta reader, I can say that it's well, well worth the read. And the details of the planning are superb. I cannot wait to read the final project, and I cannot wait for everyone else to read it as well. Yes. But the way that Scribe and I came up with that, because Scribe was an an intricate part of creating this world, was we were all dressed up for our New Year's Eve party, which Mm -hmm. was period pieces. Everybody dressed up in their own... um, Ah, word. Their own... Period authentic outfit. Period authentic outfit. Yeah, we had someone from the 1970s, someone from the 1920s. That was me. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Someone from the 2000s. I was the 60s. Yeah. Um, And while everybody was standing up there taking group photos, I turned to Scribe and I said, Oh my gosh, how would all of these time period pieces be all together? They must be time travelers. Mm -hmm. And Scribe said, You should write a book about that. So I did. Yeah. And we spent most of the rest of the night just talking about this new concept for a story we had. And then I continued to run with it once we were off. But that was all it took, was all of my friends showing up in in funny outfits. And someone turning to me and going, you should write a story about that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. And sometimes all it takes is seeing a prompt about magical tattoos. Ah-ha-ha! I think you did. I yeah. was yeah. so proud of that. Yeah, so I, I love seeing internet prompts for writing. And there was one that came through and it was, why aren't magical tattoos a thing? Like imagine tattoos that move or tattoos that uh, you know are, are weapons and you can pull them off your chest or whatever. Uh, so I, I wrote a story about this magical tattoo artist who is approached by these pirates to put a tattoo on a guy. And it sat in my file folder for about a year, kind of thought about some ideas of how I could build that world, whatever. I think I have like 17 stories in that world now. They're all short stories ranging from half a page to 14 pages. And it's it's a world that I never, I just wanted to do a little side project. That's all I wanted to do, to, to write five or six short stories about these pirates and this tattoo artist. And now I have all of this gigantic world of elementals and an agency that helps proctor magic. And it's kind of gotten overwhelming a little bit. I love it. I love this world because that's the one that I'm in currently. And I release two stories from it every every month. But yeah, it, it was it was this simple start. Uh, and then the thing that really set the rest of the world off was a character named Elliot Gilderbrand showed up, who was also from a prompt you sent me yeah. about <laughs> five years ago. When we were in a, a writing group together uh, called Promptly Writing. R.I.P. Promptly Writing. You, 
you helped us greatly. Yes, yeah, and I wrote this story about Elliot Gilderbrand with a bit of a plot twist that I won't tell you because it's in a story that you'll have to read. Spoilers! And then all of a sudden he was in my story again, and so then I had to go back and reread that one and say, okay, why are you here? What is it about this world that makes you be here? And I Who believe are his you? introduction was literally, Who are you? Why are you here? Yeah, yeah, he shows up with some magical tattoo ink and then just disappears on his motorcycle because that's what Elliot Gilderbrand does. But yeah, it, it, it was it was a simple five, six page short story, one and done, very complete, well received. And then here I am. I have a tally of 14, 15, 14, 16 15. stories later. Let's see. This isn't even including some of the newer ones that I have, but I have a total word count of 57,631, uh, 130 pages. That's longer than my <laughs> senior year thesis for my bachelor's program. Yeah, though this is for fun, so yeah. you know I wasn't trying to force myself through it or anything. But yeah, the the inspiration hits, and inspiration, the wave of inspiration carries you farther than you might expect. Mm -hmm. You know, you might think that oh, I'm just going to do a short little story about this kitten and their search for food, or you know, their search for a home, or their escape from a strange bathroom, or their escape from a strange bathroom. R.I.P. Leslie. Leslie. He is he is alive and he has a good home, <laughs> but. But then all of a sudden, you're writing this you know, five-book series about these cats and their adventures growing up and, and getting used to a new home and you know, getting lost and all this stuff. You never know how far the inspiration is going to carry you. And I say, let it carry you. Yes. One of the biggest detriments to writing is stopping writing something you are actively excited to write. Yes. Because you will never get back that first time writing excitement of a new project. So you want to use as much of it as you can to get as far as you can before you start the slump. Because I've never hit a slump in my writing until I stopped writing for yep. some reason or another. And so that's that's something that I highly recommend. Is if you're starting a new project and you're excited about it, set aside five minutes a day mm -hmm. to sit down and just write a little bit more about it so you don't lose that drive to write because that's how you get writer's block. And that's why we need our first <laughs> writing prompt, which is just, just write. Just write. There's no rules. There's no regulations. If you want to have a reason, go for it because reasons are great. But just write. And it can be about something that, you, that you're working on currently. It can be about something completely new. I remember one time, I did the first time I did NaNoWriMo, actually National Novel Writing Month, which happens every November. Which I still need to do. Um, it's so much fun, but the, the premise, if you don't know, is you try to write 50,000 words in 30 days, which is totally doable. If you split it up correctly and stick to a regular schedule. Yes. And you can also, to, if you can't fit that amount of words, you can pare it down to like 40,000 or 20,000. There's a whole bunch of different tiers and challenges. But uh, I, I started NaNoWriMo with a project that I had been plotting for like the entire month before. It was about this kid who gets this book of all of these heroes. And then all of a sudden, like, there's also a book of all of these villains. But the books are actually portals to the worlds that those heroes and villains are kept in and then the the person who's holding the, the book of the villains is trying to get the book of the heroes because he wants to release the villains so he can control the world there's this whole thing and yeah well because about a week into NaNoWriMo I hit the wrong button and deleted everything I had on it and I couldn't get it back oh always back up your data always yeah oh, also no. that always back up your data in several spots but I didn't. And so all of a sudden I had lost everything and I didn't want to rewrite it. Mm -hmm. So I gave up on it and instead wrote a 50,000 uh, 50, word novel about this dream my sister had had two days before November. And she told me about this dream where everyone had shrunk. And so I decided to 
just throw everything out the window right by the seat of my pants and ended up writing this book about these teenagers who everything, everyone in the world, not the world itself, but everyone in the world gets shrunk down to the size of a bottle, water bottle. And naturally the shrinking also kills all the old people and all the weak people. So it's basically a dystopian, but everyone's small. And it's one of the biggest pieces of garbage that I've ever written. Oh, no. And I've ever read. Uh, so I went back through later and rewrote the entire thing from start to finish. Uh, and it was a slightly less worse piece of garbage. But it is going to have to go through some more revisions if Just I ever the decide. Wait NaNoWriMo and <laughs> yeah, completely no. rewrite it again. No, I am not. I don't, I don't want to touch that one for a long time. It was called Majors and Minors, if anyone ever wants to... No. So if you ever see anything out by me called Majors and Minors, that's it. I don't necessarily recommend reading it, but you know what? Maybe it'd be fun for a laugh. But hey, the, the author that wrote Sherlock Holmes always said that Sherlock Holmes was his least greatest work of literary that's art. true. And then that's what has preceded him to the point where I don't know his name, I just know his character. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Thank you. That's yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. That's actually another another point, you know, on the subject of keep moving forward. You talked about riding the wave, uh, the initial burst of inspiration. But then also, like you were talking about when you were trying to complete NaNoWriMo, sticking to a regimen. So what's the balance of inspiration versus discipline? When do you know when to just write because you need to write and get something on the paper? And when do you let inspiration pull you forward? And do you know that balance? Oh, that's tough. It's, it is a healthy balance. I, I'd say that one of the most important things about writing is having your writing work around your life versus mm. your life work around your writing. The older that I get, I say that like I'm old, uh, <laughs> the older that I get, I find that I have less and less time for things that I don't schedule out specific time slots for. But it's not like you can schedule out your inspiration. Right. So how do you balance that? My recommendation is finding something that works for, me, for you. And that sounds so vague, but it's true. For some people, sitting down once a day and writing for 20 minutes before their or after their lunch break is enough to keep them going. For me, I'm neurodivergent. Once I start something, it is very difficult for me to stop it. So what I like to do is get everything else done that I have to do for the day. And then in the evening, when I've got my settle down time, which is really when I usually get all my stuff done if I haven't been productive earlier <laughs> in the day, I schedule out an hour to two hours where I can just sit and write. And usually that longer period of time for me, and usually I only get to the two hours on the weekends, but that pushes me into a new level of inspiration. But sometimes you can't get an hour. Sometimes right. you just got to get in five minutes. You don't always have to be writing the story. You can be taking aside one character and making sure you have every detail of their background fleshed out. You yep. can be pulling aside a city or the lore of a city or even just two characters and writing their interactions. If you feel like when you're writing, you just have to be writing the story and you feel like you can't focus on anything else, I encourage you to take a step back and look at the little parts. Because once you've really cleaned up those tiny gears, the whole machine will probably run a lot smoother. Do you think that answers the question? Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think finding a writing plan that works for you. For me, because my current project is a series of short stories, all interconnected, but all through different points of view and all trying to be complete within themselves, it's fairly easy for me to sit down and just write one. So I will set aside, you know, a day of the week or a time, you know, an afternoon or whatever that I'm not working, and I'll sit down and I'll write as much of it as I can, if not all of it. And then the next time I sit down, I'll edit that. Mm -hmm. 
and go back through and cringe a little bit, <laughs> fix edit, you know, f- fix wordings and whatnot. But if you're working on a long-term project like a novel, exactly that. Having time to just work on that world is really great. Uh, and that doesn't always have to be, like you said, doesn't always have to be the plot. But I think when inspiration hits, if you have the time, go for it. Yes. Because forcing yourself to say, okay, I can only write an hour, even though I'm feeling inspired, is really detrimental because that will lead to burnout. True. Because now you are frustrated that you can't write. So if you have the time, go for it. On the other hand, if you aren't feeling inspired by your current project, either one, I would say, try to find something in that world to keep working on that is inspiring or do something kind of tangentially connected to it Yes. to keep it going. Uh, So maybe there's a side character that you really want to get into and they have no real part to the actual plot of your novel, but you want to get into their background or you want to, you want to write about their day. What does a normal day look like for this person? Go ahead, write that because that keeps you in the world while still pulling on your inspiration. So if you can figure out ways of pulling out that inspiration and letting it ride, that's really important. Yes. Yeah. I never recommend starting another project as like a side project when you're feeling burned out with a story, because oftentimes you will lose that story entirely and make that side project your new project. Mm -hmm. Because once again, you're riding the wave of inspiration. If you really have a story that you feel like could go somewhere, if you're going to take a break, take it within the universe. Take it with a character already living in that world. Take it with a story already kind of creating itself in that world. If it's just a project that you're goofing around with, doesn't really matter. Do what you want. But if you're really trying to complete something, try not to leave that universe because you will lose the world in your head so much more. Right. Yeah. Like I said, with the the series that I'm writing currently, I have this like five story arc that tells about the specific portion of the world, specific portion of the, of the overarching plot. And I I had the finale set up in my brain how I wanted to do it, but I wasn't ready to write it yet. So I started writing other arcs and other stories that were kind of sort of connected to this arc, but not really. And then just recently, I finally came to the time where I said, I can write this. And I sat down and I wrote the one of the climatic parts. So I finally sat down and wrote this climatic scene And not only was I disciplined to do it, but also I was in a moment where I was inspired to do it. And that was the really healthiest balance for me in that I never left the universe when I couldn't finish that. Because I knew if I wrote it a couple weeks ago, it wouldn't be as good as it was now. I had to set up a few more things in my brain, really finalize the details. But now I finally did it. And so I think saying stick in your world is great advice, but I hate the advice because I'm a pantser. Yeah. (laughs) Which just means that I write by the seat of my pants. It doesn't mean that I go around pantsing people. I mean... I don't. I mean... (laughs) I don't. There was that one time in seventh grade. I don't think you knew me in seventh grade. I did not know you in seventh grade. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think that was me that did it. I think it was someone else who did it to me. But anyway, that's another story for another time. (laughs) So, Scribe, if people were struggling with inspiration for what they're going to write for this challenge... What would you give them as some possible creativity fodder? A prompt, a few words, something like that, that you feel like if you wanted to, you could go off of this. For this specifically. I'm catching you right off the bat Oh, you know. I mean, I always have prompts in the back of my head. That's Mm -hmm. I can always sit down and write something. Yes. Which is, you know, not great when you're trying to work on a project, (laughs) as we've said. I would say I'm a huge fantasy nerd. So write me a story about a sword. Most mundane, completely boring sword you've ever seen. 
yeah, and go off that. Hopefully your story has a point. What about you? I would say, write me a story about a little girl obsessed with graveyards. Oh, I can't imagine where that one came that from. That one definitely didn't come from an episode of a TV show that we're watching right mm-hmm. now. It's a one. It's a little character though. Like it it's is a, a one I, scene that I loved so much because I'm a little I'm a little gothic girl myself. I love me my fun little darknesses. Who fortunately does not go wandering through graveyards as far as, as I of know. yet. As of yet. As of yet. <laughs> we might have some new inspiration on that. Front. <laughs> yeah. Write me a story about a little girl who loves graveyards. One of the other things that I do, uh, similar to what you said, is when you said you find things that are kind of sort of connected and then write about them, I do the complete opposite. I will text my friends and say, hey, send me a list of items and I'll write a story about it. During my Christmas challenge this past year, I had people send me stories, uh, send me objects, and I wrote the same story three times just slightly different. So like the first time I think it was adventure and then it was romance and then it was like a detective story or something like that. Yeah. With all of these objects that were completely random and I tried to fit as many of them in the story as I could. And I did. Admittedly, I did it by having the guy work at Walmart. So I kind of feel like that's a cop out. <laughs> but try it. Ask three people for an object and then take those three objects and try to write a story out of them. And you never know what might happen. I had a friend, when I was doing NaNoWriMo, I had a friend tell me, write a story about a cave. And so I wrote a story about a secret underground lair. Secret tunnel! (laughs) Secret tunnel! A secret underground base uh, where all the bad guys were hiding out. And I sent it back to the person and they were like, oh... That was extreme. I just wanted, like, a cave with, like, bats or something. And I was like, oh, bats! That's a great idea. And I went back and I added bats. (laughs) But, yeah, you never know what you're going to come up with. And inspiration strikes in the strangest places. And sometimes it's the places that you don't expect. Like you said, the odd things. So I would say, write me a story about a sword. Or write me a story about a girl in a graveyard. A little girl in a A graveyard. A little girl who really likes graveyards. Right. Or write me a story about three random things that you don't know what they are. And if you don't have those three random things, go ahead and hop over to at Scribe of Worlds, your Instagram handle. Yep. And when we make a post about this, comment underneath, give me a prompt or give me some items. And I will respond or Scribe will respond with some concepts. You you. can also find Violet at... The Violet Author. The Violet Author on Instagram. So yeah, go ahead, uh, check those out. You can also check out scribeofworlds.com for all of the adventures and fantasy series. That's Recently the... came out with a very helpful guide of what goes where <laughs> and what connects where, and I found it super helpful as his beta reader. Once more stories come out, I'm going to go even more in-depth and do specific stories related to uh, Tinker and Tat, um, Seth and Izzer. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to Tinker. Um, just keep listening to the podcast. We'll get to Tinker pretty I love soon. Tinker. <laughs> the Jeopardy team, Gilderbrand, Chesterfield. Like and subscribe. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> which is not like and subscribe. It it's like and. Like lycanthropy. Like werewolves. Like werewolves. And you know what? It is just what it sounds like. It's so, it's cringy and terrible, and I loved every second of writing it. Getting so check it out. going to be so difficult. I'm going to be cringing the whole time. But yeah, for this week, don't forget, just write. And as always, wander well.